Welcome, podcast listening world episode. You can find all my content on the Start of an Era channel via Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. The website for the show is startofanera.com. I'm your host here to deliver my weekly thoughts and opinions on sports best for the upcoming weekend with my boy Bryson. Bryson, tell them where they can find you and your YouTube info, info at. Uh, you can find me on B from the C on Twitter, Instagram. Um, YouTube, be from the sea. Just come look at me. You know, I'm gonna be talking about betting, sports, everything on my Twitter, whatever. So, y'all want to talk to me? Come on. All right, coming up on the podcast today, we got college football returning. We give our opinions on the odds, the spreads for these games, and some analysis. Also, gonna give the advice on our parlays for the baseball games for this over the weekend for who we trust. Trust. First, it's almost about that time for college football to begin. And even though there is no sexy power five schools playing this weekend, nothing's better than the joy of watching football come back into our lives. Well, maybe the Sinister Six in the new Spider-Man movie, of course. But let's begin with the matchups, odds, and sprays. Let's do it. First one we got up on the docket, Illinois taking on Nebraska. Nebraska comes in as a 7.5 favorite. The money line is, of course... Oh, very favorite to Nebraska side with a, a negative two sixty five. You want to start off with it, man? See, I like I like Nebraska and I like Illinois, but the thing that gave me Illinois like just what gave me like a good stink. I like upsets. I'm telling y'all right now, y'all. I'm an upset kind of guy. So Drew is the Drew is the smart. He gonna think everything out. He gonna take every angle. Me, I like I want to see an upset because I like the odds, but I like upsets too. So me personally, even though on my on my first like college football bracket, not bracket, I mean parlay, I took Nebraska, but on my second one, I took Illinois too. So they also have a good chance, have a good football team coming back. They have a lot of starters coming back because you know COVID year, so everybody didn't get to play. But this year, more open, it's free, so I feel like they gonna have a good team around them. Okay, um, so. For me, um, of course, last week the NCAA announced that it was going to open an investigation on Nebraska's football program or their practice violations, putting in question whether or not the coach, uh, Scott Frost, for Nebraska will be on the sidelines for this game. So um, despite the news, they're still the seven-point road favorites. They're going to return eight players on their defense, plus their senior quarterback in Adrian Martinez. Um they're starting off the season with experience at key positions that should allow the Huskers to get a road win, of course. Depending on Frost's presence, I don't think it's going to overcome them winning the game. But it won't, I don't think it's going to be a very convincing game of sorts. Um, Brett Belima, he's going to be the coach beginning his, his era as the Illinois head coach for the team. He's going to have a roster featuring 22 super seniors for, like you said, the COVID where pretty much these are players who are who pretty much were able to opt in for an extra year. So you got 22, oh, 22 super, seniors. super seniors. Then That's you got 18 traditional seniors, which is going to give Illinois a lot of experience across the board. Their offensive line has a combined 132 starts. That's always great when it comes down to chemistry, when it comes down to plays, play calling, when it comes down to confidence with your quarterback, when he does, when he does audibles. Um, they got a super senior quarterback. They got a running back core that features four strong running options. Illinois should be able to keep pace with Nebraska, in my opinion, who only averaged 23 points a game in the COVID shortened year last season. Um, even though they, even though this is going to be a first start for Belima, I think he's going to definitely keep this one close. Um, 
while both teams did enter the season open with a lot of experience, I'm not going to expect high scoring. Um, because if one of Nebraska's not going to have their coach on there um, on the sidelines, of course, you're going to think about we're just trying to get out of here. So let's run the ball most of the time, get the run- clock down. Let's try to get out of here. Then you got Nebraska, then you got Illinois, who's going to have a new coach, which means a whole new system, which means they're not going to try to overdo it. They're going to try to implement certain things, but also try to keep it, keep the game very um, at a slow pace to get every, so everyone feels more confident. So, um, I think Belima, he's he definitely is a favorite running game in his uh, previous coaching roles. He's pretty much loved to run the ball more, so he has a lot of different running backs. So it'll be it'll be great for him with the experience off the line. Um, so I'm not expecting a fast paced game. Um, so in my opinion, with an inconsistent and an unreliable offense of Nebraska, um, when we lean on their defense, um, like uh, one of the kid, some of the kids, Blaze Gunderson, their linebacker, Nash Hutchmaker, their defensive lineman. Um, they're going to be hoping they're going to be helping out on the defensive end. Um, Nebraska, 4-0 in their last four Big Ten games, 6-0 in their team's last six road trips. So that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm going to go with Nebraska for the money line. Um, but I will go with Illinois to cover the spread of seven, of seven points. And I'm going the under – and I'm going the under – of under 55 points in this total in this game. Yeah, I believe it's going to be low scoring. Low scoring, like you said, it's the first game. Just trying to get in, get a good win, get out. No injuries, no nothing. And like you said, it's not a power five school. Nebraska ain't got nothing to prove. We already know Nebraska's going to be there. They're going to be – they're going to have what? Ten wins at least, I think, this year. Yep. So they just trying to get in, get out. All right, so for the next game, we have UConn taking on Fresno State. Fresno State comes in as a 28-point favorite. They are pretty much – the money line is at negative $6,000 for Fresno State. And the total points is looking at 62.5. How do you feel about this? Oh. I'm, I'm looking at it right. I just went to go look. I really feel like they're disrespecting UConn right now. I ain't going to lie to you. Plus 1600 You tell me $5. You tell me $10. Give me $160. I don't like they're disrespecting UConn right now, to be honest with you. Can't even lie to you. I know they have a basketball team, whatever, but I feel like they, they better than a 27-point um, comeback. I know they better than that. Okay, so for me – um, the problem with me in regards to picking UConn, like you're saying, the Huskies haven't played a game since November 30th, 2019. Their first game nearly sure. two years comes against Fresno State, a team with aspirations contending in the competitive Mountain West Conference. Uh, UConn taking the last season off, more than 20 players transferred out of the program. Fresno State retains 74% of its high-powered offense, 80, 78% of its top 40 defense from last season. Jack Hayner returns as quarterback for the Bulldogs, Fresno State as does every major offensive contributor, including preseason all-conference running back Ronnie Rivers. Ronnie Rivers. If, you, if you want to look at the plus size for UConn, they, last time we saw UConn's defense for a full season, they were ranked near the bottom of the nation in most statistical categories, allowing, 100, allowing 467 yards a game, 40 points a game. It's difficult to access how the year away from game actually will impact the Huskies, but the program is still 1-12 straight up in its – last 13 away games 
and one and six against the spread in his last seven week one contests. Fresno State should be better than last year's team on both sides of the ball, and this game could be a struggle for UConn team still adjusting to live football because they ain't played in a year. I'm I'm still going to take the Bulldogs. There's no question that Fresno State can put up the points about as well as any team in the Mountain West and over has cashed in six of the Bulldogs' last eight games as a favorite. However, we shouldn't expect much from UConn's offense, especially opening the season against an experienced front seven. Um, with the current total exceeding 60 points, it's hard to see the Huskies contributing enough to clear this number. Fresno should have his backups on the field to close out the game. I probably think maybe the close to the end of the third quarter. And the Bulldogs may be more focused on running the clock out than extending an early insurmountable lead as time winds down. So I'm going to take the under. So I'm like I said, I'm going Fresno State money line. Fresno State, they get the spread of 28 points. And then I'm going to under for the 60, under 60, 63 points, which is will be in odds of negative 109. Somebody gonna make some money off of that. <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a um, very, very live cash out right there. That's what that's gonna be. That's a trap. Don't fall for the trap, y'all. <laughs> Who got next? UCLA and Hawaii. I yep. can't even argue with them. I got UCLA for that one. I just they're too good of a team. Like even last year, even in the COVID season. Just too good of a team, and Hawaii. I, you know, I I know, I know a few people that not know them, but like I see a few people that come from Dallas go play for Hawaii, and it's like there's no difference maker there, in Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? There's no one there to make Hawaii stand out or pop out when they play. So I got UCLA. I'm taking them for sure. I'll take the under. I'll take the under with that one too. I don't see them going over 68. Okay, so of course, in this home opener, UCLA will look to get a win against a decent Hawaii team and start their season strongly. UCLA went three and four last year in Chip Kelly's third year as a head coach, but most chalked it up to be a wash due to the COVID season. Uh, this will be the fourth year for Kelly, and the seat is as hot as any other in the country. He should have his team fired up and ready to win in week one. Kelly is still the same coach who was in the top five in points per game every year he was at Oregon. They are returning 20 starters from last year. Should have a strong veteran presence on both offense and defense. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson returns for his fourth year at the quarterback position for UCLA. He should keep the offense scoring points with a strong receiving corpse to match. They averaged 35 points a game last year with him as the starter. Hawaii, on the other hand, is only returning seven starters on offense. They are also in their second year with their new head coach, Tom Graham. The last time these schools met... Uh, produced a 56-23 bashing for Hawaii in 2017. This game could be looking just like that almost. Look for UCLA to come out fired up for the coach and to cover the spread. This game should start as a defensive battle at first. But like I said, because UCLA averaged 35 points a game last season, Hawaii averaged 26. This is pretty much going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, UCLA, UCLA, though, was down last year, so that's pretty much a reason why they also were scoring a lot because they had to catch up. Um, and they were playing also against other power five talent. Um, both of these teams have got a lot better on defense. UCLA is returning 10 starters on that side of the ball. UCA is re- Hawaii is returning all 11. Um, so I expect uh, Hawaii and UCLA to struggle early for their offense the first. Um, the defense is going to tr- definitely get, get take advantage of them 
um, not being able to play live since COVID um, time. And because UCLA is still a powerful school and their talent, I believe they should overpower Hawaii. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm going with a slow start. So I got UCLA money line, UCLA cover the spread. But because I believe they're going to be going on to a slow start to begin the uh, first quarter at least, I'm going under the 69 points. I like that. Alcorn State, NC Central. All right. Ooh. How do you feel about that game? Uh, I'll go Alcorn State. Basically, like that's a feeling. That's a like that's a feeling. Um, that's a feeling. I can't think of the word. That's a feeling move right there. You know what I'm saying? You Knowing people that go to Alcorn State, graduate from there, that's a feeling move. You know what I'm saying? That's an emotional tactic right there. But I'll take them. I'll take the under. But I'll take them to cover, though. Okay. I'll, definitely, um, I'll take the money line for Alcorn under, and then I'll take the um, Alcorn to cover that spread for sure. All right, so this is um, ESPN's college game. They will begin this 35th season at the annual season opening matchup between two HBCU conferences in the SCS college football. The MEAC holds a 10-4 lead over the SWAC in this challenge, with North Carolina Central losing to per- Prairie View A&M 40-27 in his lone appearance in 2018. <laughs> One year of the Alcorn State hell. first appearance was declared a no contest due to inclement weather in the matchup at Bethune-Cookman in the second quarter. Uh, both of this year's interests last played in 2019. Both opted out of 2020 season. That was delayed by the pandemic due to the, this past spring. So they both were coming in with a deficiency as well when it comes down to not playing live for over a year. North Carolina Central was a slow starting team in 2019, scoring only 23 first quarter points in a 4 and 8 campaign on offense. Um, Richard w- uh, had 2,000 2, passing yards. He'll distribute the ball to veteran players in the skill positions, including Titan, who ranks seventh in school's history. 122 rushing yards. Wide receiver Ryan McDaniel, who had a team high of 36 receptions in 2019. So it shows they're not they're more of a running team, not that much of a passing team. The offensive yeah. line is revamped, something the Eagles didn't have to do in their with their defensive line with DN Jesse Bolt, the unit leader. Stokes can produce anywhere in the secondary, totaling 62 tackles, two picks, and two forced fumbles as a junior. Alcorn State begins its 100th season of football. Congratulations. 100? Having won its 100th season. Having won That's a, a second consecutive uh, SWAC championship and finishing 9-4 in 2019. The Braves averaged 33 points a game during that year. They were fueled by the big three of Harper, having over 3,000 yards passing, 39 total touchdowns. Duffy, 1,000 yards um, from scrimmage, eight touchdowns. And wide receiver LaCharles Pringle, 48 catches, 128 yards, and 14 receiving touchdowns. The Braves' offensive defense lines are almost entirely new, strong in the secondary. The defense has led the SES in interceptions, Number 21 and turnovers force 36 in 2019. Woo! So, this is going to be like I said, because to me, because this is a lot of new, because over a year off, both teams and Alcorn State is going to be breaking a lot of new starters, even though their offensive power, firepower, great, especially with the passing game. Um, good mix, in my opinion. Um, I'm gonna go. Alcorn State money line, but I do got Central to cover the spread. 
because the spread is more than two because the spread is more than two touchdowns, I believe they can at least lose 14 or less. I'll take that. I'll take that for some Okay. Okay. But like I, I also because, and but because these are like the new players, and when anytime you have a new defense as well, sometimes the signaling is off, sometimes the alignments, assignments, stuff like that are pretty much not at perfect sync. And because these teams were used to high scoring when they were playing, I'm going to go with the over of 50, over 53 points. Oh. Um, so, okay. but I'm just glad. We, I'm <laughs> So that that's, that's how I feel on that one. Which one do you want to go next? Oh yeah. We're going to have a good battle with that Alcorn NC Central State game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for that one. I was like going head to head with Drew y'all. It's fun. <laughs> I got UTEP and New Mexico State up next. That's what I'm looking at. All right. I'm going with UTEP anyway, though. I'm a Texas boy. El Paso, wherever. Well, let me tell you, I'm going to take UTEP. I know a few players from that team. Well, not know, but like, know a few players on that team. They're from Dallas or whatever. So I was going to root for the Dallas boys. I was going to root for the Texas boys. So take out UTEP. You know what I'm saying? We right by side, right beside New Mexico State. You know. Damn them niggas. We got it. Utah gonna take this one to win. I know. And they got a good squad down there, too. They got a good squad down there. And also, where y'all think Aaron Jones came from? Utah. That's a Utah. We produce it. So the Utah Miners will travel less than an hour on Saturday to take on the rivals, New Mexico State Aggies. Utah played eight games last year, and it was victorious in only three of them. Whereas New Mexico State canceled its entire season entirely due to COVID, the Aggies did play in two games this spring, going one and one against the FCCS competition. While the Miners certainly aren't Alabama, they're definitely an upgrade from what the Aggies saw in those games. Uh, UTEP defensive end uh, praise Manuile has a legitimate shot to play on Sundays, and he could even wreak havoc on a fairly experienced New Mexico State University offensive line. In the last full season that the program played, New Mexico State was 2-10 overall as they continue to play as an independent team. Uh, Coach Doug Martin's seat has just been getting more warm at the minute, at the minimum at the school that's just 23-64 and 64 in his last eight years running the program. The team has just one winning record in that span and one bowl victory with that coming 2017 when the school went 7-6 and six and won the Arizona Bowl over Utah State. New Mexico State has won the previous three meetings between these schools, and because it's a rivalry game, you always have to be prepared for any type of outcome. But considering Mexico State hasn't played a real game in two years, their underwhelming spring game results with the Miners having the best player on the field for either side. It's hard to envision UTEP not coming away with the win. The Miners will also have the experienced edge at quarterback with returning starter Gavin Hardison. He completed one of 108 of 199 passes for 1,419 yards, five touchdowns, five picks last season. Neither of these squads is expected to be much good this year, but the Miners should do enough to eke out the cover. Take UTEP. UTEP, um, more than 10 points available at this current moment that I'm looking at it. Um, I'm still playable right there in my opinion for that, unless somehow someone, unless the quarterback decides to not play because of COVID or something like that. Um, The Miners finished the 2020 season, 21st in the nation in passing offense with an average of 209 yards a game. UTEP was 97th in rushing as they got 138 rushing yards per contest. And uh, 
this is to me, it's just all the scoring just looking bad. Because UTEP was at least six, 76 in scoring defense, but but they, by allowing 31 points a contest. Um, Calvin Broholtz, um, he's coming back as well. And you got Dion Hankins, who led the team with 121 carries, carries and 592 yards, nine scores. It's not looking too good offensive-wise, in my opinion, when I'm looking at these stats. Um, the potential for an offensive improvement is there, though, with, with a lot of the players. Um, Miners have their top three pass catchers back from a year ago, so that's always good. Um, and the fact that their their kicker, he's back, and he was 23 on tw- of 23 with kind of extra points. Um, his field goal range, he needs to improve that. Perfect. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Um, you, and UTEP's final three games last season, they averaged 31 points a game. Their offense was on was clicking. Uh, they they were going to return all eleven starters for offense, and because New Mexico State didn't play all last year, um, they do have interesting ops, ops, uh, interesting weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They, they had the Michigan transfer running back Omari Samuels, so he's going to help them out in the backfield, and they already have a speedster Jawan Price. But I still believe uh, UTEP have no problem moving the ball against New Mexico State defense. They gave up 43 to Tarlarton State in February. Tarlarton. Do you know where that is? Um, Tarlarton. Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. It's not like somewhere like Wyoming. <laughs> Am I right? Like Wyoming. It's, uh, it's up north. I know for that for sure. You know that for sure, huh? For sure. <laughs> How do you even spell that? Bruh, Tarlarton is in, bro, it's in Tarlarton, Texas, bro. It's in, it's in a Stephenville, Texas. Tarlarton? Tarlarton, Stephenville, Texas. I know where Stephenville I've never heard Tarlarton, Texas. My goodness. Tarlarton State, Texas. Yeah. Boy. We gotta start putting names in it. We gotta start, we gotta start actually proofreading these cities and these names. So That's I expect ridiculous. so I expect New Mexico State to um to put up some numbers late in the game, even though it's gonna be out of reach. Um the over in this matchup has hit six of the last eight times they've played. I'm gonna take the over of points over four over fifty nine points. I'm taking that. Um the money line, of course, I'm going UTEP. And I'll take UTEP to cover that spread. <laughs> Okay. Okay, we agree. We agree on some. <laughs> Which one you got next, bro? I got. Let me see what I got last. Let me see. Let me see. Definitely. I got that Southern Utah San Jose State. All right. What you got? <sighs> you know, it will never amaze me. You know. Never amazed me. I mean, I was, I was literally looking at these names. I'm like, bro, I've never heard of these names in my life. You know, never heard of Southern Utah. Never heard of Southern State. I think I heard them, but, like, just amazing how many colleges we have. But I'm glad they're getting a shot, you know what I'm saying, to be on TV. Everybody need a shot. But with all that being said, you know me. I'm going to go for the upset. Give me Southern Utah, man. God damn, give me Southern Utah. Okay. I love an upset. 
All right. So the defending reigning Mountain West champions, San Jose State Spartans, they're going to kick off the 2021 campaign against, the hell? against Southern Utah. San Jose State proved to be one of the most profitable teams back in 2020, boasting a 7-1 and 1 record against the spread. Southern Utah is coming off a 1-5 showing in their spring season, um, but they were almost in every game. Meanwhile, San Jose State were one away away from the undefeated shortened season boast and boosted one of the best defenses in the conference. They got 10 returning starters on that side of the ball. This unit held opponents to 20 points a game. Have a chance to be even better than that. They should pick up right where they left off. Nick Starkle in the San Jose State offense averaged so almost uh, 500 yards a game. And the, they were the best in the Mountain West Conference. They returned all five starters on the offensive line. They can make a slow start to start again with a talented Southern Utah defense front in opposition. But look for this experienced San Jose State offense to really find their stride in the second half. You can be found in the halftime spread. Um, San Jose State right now has the spread at 23.5. Uh, both teams both stout defensive fronts and offensive line like Southern Utah doesn't plan on airing it downfield. Even if they did, they wouldn't find much success or any many points. Southern Utah is also coming off a disappointing 2020 season. They'll look to find an identity early. But that will be made difficult by the very experienced San Jose State defense. If Southern Utah finds a way to keep this game close in the first half, that's even better for the under because they will do so with Lakea Koa Anua Davis and their defense until San Jose finds their stride in the second half. San Jose, San Jose State totals went under in their last six games of the 2020 season. That trend, I believe, should continue on Saturday. I, right now, it's um, the uh, it's right now 57 points or over or under. I'm going the under. I got San Jose State money line winning, and I got them even. I even got them with the spread as well. I think they will get twenty four more points on uh, Southern Utah. Okay. So right now, look, this is what I got on the ticket. We got Nebraska. Okay. We took Nebraska, right? Yep. You know, I, even though I took Illinois, even though I took Illinois my regular ticket, I took got Nebraska though. Yep. We got Fresno. Then we got Fresno. We got Hawaii. We got UCLA. Okay. We took Alcorn. We took UTEP. And we took San Jose. Now, look, y'all. There ain't a lot of money right there. Six leg parlay, $5. That's on FanDuel. $5 gets you $6. The odds are 100, plus 123. That's the odds. Now, if you do the upsets, y'all, come on now. Talk money with me now. $5. Guess how much money you get then, Drew? Guess. How much? I'm talking life-changing money, Drew. <laughs> so, I'm I'm, I want you – while you're still looking up all that stuff, I want you to look up some spreads because you can – the good thing with this, you can also put in the spreads instead of some of these money lines if you feel confident. Oh, yeah. Because for me, me I just – for me, I did a I did a spread ticket. So for UCLA, I got them covering the spread. That was uh, negative one ten odds. Fresno State got them covering that spread over UConn. Negative ten. UTEP covering the spread. Negative one ten. Illinois being able to get less than seven point, losing my less than seven points or even winning. Got negative one hundred five. San Jose State the twenty four spread one ten. 
And then the North Carolina Central, the spread, 117. That all together came to odds of 4,751. So that means if you decide, hey, I want to put $10 on this, you get $475. I know. I'm looking at that spread right now. I might throw some money on that spread one, too. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. You know I'll throw money on that money line just in case. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Like, like I said, you can always mix and match. You can mix some with the money line that you know you feel confident, and you can mix it with some of the spreads that you also feel confident. You don't have to do everything spread, 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 money line, money line. Y'all can always mix them together. That's always that's always a good thing as well at times. And don't do round robins, y'all. It looks sexy, <laughs> but don't do it. It looks sexy, but don't do it, y'all. <laughs> Yes, uh, he he learned the hallway, y'all. He learned what the wages part was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks sexy. Don't do it. Now, I ain't gonna cap to you. If I had four hundred ninety-five dollars, Drew, I think I would have sent it to you. <laughs> I think I would have sent it to you, bro. Like, okay, think about it, y'all. Okay, I did a twelve. I did a twelve-team uh, baseball parlay. If I did a round robin, I think it was it was like eight by what. I think it was eight by four ninety five. Yeah. Cool. If I, if all of them hit, and I doubt all of them gonna hit, it'd be like forty six thousand dollars. But the good thing with the thing with round robin is, you can lose two games but still win money. That's what that's what round robin is good for. If some games lose, you still gonna get money regardless. So like you, also, said, you, also get, fun, you also you also got you also have to let them know too. The, also, the, the problem with Red Robin at times is this: depending on which ones you pick, if they if majority of them are losing, yeah, you may only you may what you put in is may what you may only get back. I know. So like, say like yesterday, I had a ticket. I put in. I think it was eleven games yesterday, right? Yeah, it was eleven games. I put eleven games in. On one of my tickets, I won seven games, but I lost four. So I would have made money back, cause seven games won. Yeah. Now it depends on what round robin I would have put in, though. That's yeah. it depends on That's which one I would have put. Correct. But winning seven games is way more than four. So I would have, you know, I'm just telling them like seven, four, you get some money back. Seven and four, you gonna get some money back for sure. Six and five. All that, nah. Depend on the odds. How many games win. All right, so we are blessed for this for this season of not only football happening during the weekend, but we still got baseball going on. Still me got Bryson, baseball, man. Me and Bryson are going to discuss our favorite over-the-weekend parlays. What day we going with first? Speaking of over, speaking of baseball parlays, you looking at your parlays right now. <laughs> All right, Bryson, how, how what's your weekend parlays looking like? Uh, oh, I was saying before I said speaking of baseball, speaking of baseball, how your parlays looking right now? Uh, let's see. I gotta actually look into the games. Let's see. Um, if I'm looking right now, 
right now it's uh, looking good because I put I picked the White Sox, I picked the Reds, so right now that's looking good. I got I got six tickets left. <laughs> nah, one of them's a six way. Trust me, look y'all. Drew been trying to convince me to do small tickets. I've been doing small tickets lately. My small and his small is different. His small is four, my small is six. And that's about as low as I'll go. Honestly. <laughs> hey, like I said, the Even only time though, the, the only time I'll go six is when it's NBA time. Because NBA I tr- I trust it more. Baseball is a it's a fickle game. Anything oh, yeah. can happen. Different game. But I was in pain yesterday though. What was, yeah, that year? what was that game? That one game got postponed, so it was four of them that hit and one of them missed. I can't remember who lost that game. Yeah, so one of your Dang. yeah, one of your one of your six leg, leg tickets is gonna lose because you picked the Blue Jays and White Sox. Actually, no, they both gonna but lose. But the other one is gonna win. Yeah, yeah, one's gonna no, yeah, one's gonna win. I, yeah, one's gonna win because you got the Reds with the, red the White Sox. The other one's gonna lose because you put yeah. Brewers and Blue Jays. Oh yeah, and that's already over. Yeah, I'm yeah, on the but, action, so they already show me. So right now, now you are now you are praying for the Nationals, Mets, Rangers, and Padres. Yeah, praying. But I have a I have a twelve way ticket. I have two twelve way tickets doing good right now though. One of mm-hmm. my odds are nine three zero zero five nine, and the other one is two four three zero nine three. I have two two-way tickets doing great right now. I, I just can't believe Baltimore killed them like that. Mm, yeah, because you're – no, because um, – yeah, uh, yeah, your 9-3-1 is definitely looking good right now because White Sox and Reds. Um, Reds and White yeah, Sox for the other one as well. Yeah. Oh, so it's going to be interesting, though. You, but you'll then, be – you pay attention mostly. <laughs> yeah, because these two games, these two have significantly different people on there on each one. So, hopefully, maybe I can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another thing, y'all. First yeah. episode, got to tell you about cashing out. Always cash out. Does Always cash out. Doesn't matter what you think is going to happen. Always cash out. So, I don't know Tip if you paid attention to your tickets. You have – you need – the Pirates, the Mets, the Yankees, and Royals for both those 12, team t- 12 tickets. Ah, damn. <laughs> yeah, I-, I was looking at it. I was like, oh, wait, I see some. I actually see some teams that are the opposite. <laughs> then, I know. I was like, yeah, no, you, you need those four exactly to win now. This is where both tickets to win. I know. That's the hardest. Yeah, so it looks like you're gonna become a Yankees fan, a Royals fan, a Mets fan, and a Pirates fan today. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be whoever can make me win, fan. Well, you need all four of them to win for these big tickets to win. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a hat with all of them. They do win. <laughs> but so you know, it's fun watching the games going into the late night. Now that Padres and Dodgers game went into the late night. Oh, late hell yeah. Night. To like 3 a.m. Uh, Eastern it time. It was 16. 16 innings. I would right, just man, gave so, up. All right, man. So what's your, weekly par- what's your weekend parlays, man? What's your Friday one? For Friday, for tomorrow, 
Well, usually, I'm not gonna say every team because like we'll be here all day. But all right, my, pick your pick pick your so. favorites. Pick the ones you see that you that you you feel confident with. My favorite five. Well, five, six, five. seven, hundred. Five. five, six, or seven depends on you. Okay, boom. We can do that. Okay, okay. I definitely got that. So for that Diamondbacks and Phillies game, I, I I'm confident in the Phillies. Okay. They're taking that game. Cardinals and Pirates, I'm scared because Cardinals, they hit well some days. And some days they don't want to show up. So, I'm not taking that. Now, the Rays and Orioles. I did have the Rays at first. But when I seen what the Orioles did to the Angels against Shohei Otani, that's when they did have Otani. They still beat them bad yesterday and the day before. I'm kind of scared, but I think they're going to slow down. You know what I'm saying? So, I'll take the Rays. So, Phillies and Rays, my favorite two. Um, I like the Red Sox over the Indians. I like the Tigers. No, no. Mm, that's tall. I'll leave that alone. Never mind. I like the Giants over the Braves. I like the Astros over the Rangers. Brewers and Twins, that's a hard game to me. Brewers and Twins. Cubs and the White Sox hard. Give me Padres over the Angels. I'll take them. The Dodgers over the Rockies. Give me the Dodgers. Even though I'm scared, give me the Dodgers. And then those really my favorite. So I go back. Dodgers, Padres, Astros, Giants, Red Sox, Rays, Diamondback. I mean Phillies. That's my favorite seven. I might make okay. that a parlay now I think about it. Okay. You you got some of the you got some of the teams that I'm I feel confident for Friday as well. I got the Rays. Um right now they're one negative one ninety six favorites. Um, Philly, you got them at right now. They're two thirteen favorites. Um, Houston, I'm, that's that's a team I'm very confident in as well. They are one eighty favorites. Um, Cincinnati is a team I didn't hear you mention. I got I, I definitely feel confident with um, uh, Wade Reds. Miley with yeah. Wade Miley being the, yeah, the pitcher. So I got them um, on this list as well. Dodgers, of course, because Dodgers they like even though, even if their pitching is mid at times, they still have the hitters to hit yes. to get you the scores. I don't feel as confident as you do as the pod with the Padres because the Padres pitching the Padres. They're, they're pitching right now because they're, they have so many injuries. They had to go pick up one. They had to pick up someone who got cut from the Chicago Cubs just to start because they're, that's how bad injuries wise their pitching is. I don't trust it. Um, so, but Boston, I definitely trust Boston right now. They, they Boston needs this needs wins more than Indians. So that's why I think I like them more. For the simple fact, also they have one of their, their they have their second best pitcher as well to, uh, tomorrow in Rodriguez. So I'm gonna go with Boston for Friday. How are you looking for Saturday? For Saturday, yep. Same favorite seven. Let me see. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. I like. I like. Okay. Same one. Now this is what I was gonna say. Now the day afterwards. That's when I look at who won the last game. And then that's how I kind of gauge my – when they play a series, you know, that second game in the series, third game, I gauge on who won last. But for me, I feel like going off of upsets because, you know, life isn't perfect. I feel like – I feel like – I feel like the Angels could beat the Padres. So I, so I feel like the Angels could beat the Padres on that, on that Friday. So I, I picked the Angels for that Saturday. I, I would pick the Rockies for Saturday. Not gonna lie to you, because the Dodgers have. Remember the Dodgers were on that long stretch. They lost to the Diamondbacks four games in a row. 
So I don't know what it is with these lower teams beating Dodgers, but I'll pick the Rockies for the for that one. Still keep the Giants. I'll still keep the Giants. I will probably I'll probably take the Rays still again. Definitely take the Astros. And then for Saturday, I feel like the Tigers will bounce back that Saturday. They usually do bounce back that second game. And then give me the Red Sox. Like you said, they hungry. They need a win. They 72 and 56. But they trying to try to make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so for me, this, for me, this time I'm not going to get – on Saturday, I'm not going Red Sox. The reason why I don't go Reds, I'm not going Red Sox in this one, the Indians got one of their best young pitchers pitching that day, and that's Quantrell. He pretty much barely allows two runs a game when he's pitching. He definitely gets a lot of strikeouts more than he does innings. So I like Quantrell, so I'm not going to bet against the Indians. I'm not going to bet against the Indians on that one. Um, if I'm looking at the Royals and Mariners, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Mariners on this one. The Mariners are definitely a team who's also trying to get into the wild card. Um, with Tyler Anderson, it's pretty much he's doing good since he's been over to the Mariners. So I like um, that, especially that offensive unit. So I'm gonna go with the Mariners on that one. Um, unlike you, I'm not as confident in this Detroit Tigers. I'm gonna go with the man that's the, the young kid, Mon, Mon Manawa. Maybe I fucked up his name, but but for the Toronto Blue Jays, I like his pitching. He's definitely did good in the past uh, couple of um, weeks. He's looked better. He's also had command. They've, they've been doing great while he's been pitching. Um, so I like that over Alexander, who's more of a bullpen player going into the starting pitching because of injuries. So I like uh, the Blue Jays for that one. Um, then, of course, I got to go to Reds. The Reds are going to play my boy. Vladimir Gutierrez. That kid has been one of the. If you have, if you're into fantasy baseball, this kid is one of the most undervalued type of players he's been in the past month or so. So I like him. Um, he's been on a tear lately. You know, in the Reds, they also need to keep up in the wild card. So I'd like the ch- chances of them being the Marlins. Um, I'm gonna go. My next one I'm gonna pick is the Cardinals over the Pirates. Reason why I'm picking the Cardinals. Because the fact they're gonna have Wayne Wright as the pitcher, um, normally, like um, Bryson says, sometimes if they're losing, some, lose one in the series, they're gonna bounce back with a win. I believe the Cardinals will either lose today or tomorrow against the Pirates, which means that last game of the series, the Cardinals gonna be are gonna be hungry to win. So that's why I got the Cardinals on this one. Then I got the Astros. Vladas has always been a keep it. Keep it, keep the low run type of games when he's been playing. So like the Astros and the fact that they they're getting Mark Bregman back this weekend that actually help that pretty much makes their offense come hitting wise a little bit more scary. So I like the Astros for that. Um, then when we got the White Sox, where the White Sox at on this thing? Take on the Cubs. White Sox are going to bring in their best pitcher, Lance Lynn. I like Lance Lynn to close out against the Cubs. Mills has been on a losing streak lately. I'm going to go Lance Lynn, pretty much someone who's been battling to get the Cy Young for the American League. He's He needs this win to keep up in that race because Jarrett Cole's been looking good, and so he's got to keep up. So I think uh, White Sox are going to get this win. And then, of course, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm not like you. I can't bet against the Dodgers. 
especially when everybody gets Mookie, especially when Mookie Betts comes back, he's coming back either to either tomorrow or Saturday. I'm not betting against them. Mookie Betts on this look. And my best and my best Shannon Sharp impression. Mookie, Bookie, Cookies. I don't care. Rockies in two. Hey. Yeah. Mookie, your team Dookie, he gonna eat some cookies. <laughs> Winning on Saturday. <laughs> All right, man. What you got for Sunday, bro? Oh, Sunday. Now that's that third game of the series right there. That's when you find out. Yeah. yeah. For most, yeah, for most of them. But the one that third game, that's when you find out who you on, who in your bullpen. That's when you find out. So, I don't know. I, I feel like the Diamondbacks can, get, can win one game against the Phillies. Give me the Diamondbacks. Give me the Rays, man. Orioles like to go on slumps and not win it. So give me the or- give me the Rays again. I take the Cardinals. I take the Cardinals. Uh, I did take the Blue Jays. Ooh, National Mets. That switch. But give me the Giants again, of course. But give me the because they're going to wake up after they lose to the Rockies on Saturday. And then I, don't know, I like the Brewers. They're speaking to me on Sunday. I like them Brewers. Okay. All right. For me, I'm going to go Toronto against Detroit. Um, Boyd is not one of their best pitchers for Detroit. Berrios, um, he's still trying to get his back in his groove, but he won last game. So I definitely – and I like I like the Blue Jays' chances. Um, I'm gonna go with the Cubs beating the White Sox on Sunday because of the fact the Cubs are bringing out their best pitcher in Kendricks. Hendricks has been doing good this season, so I think he's gonna he's gonna be able to keep them in line and give them a chance to win. So I believe the Cubs will win this game. Um, give me Houston over over Texas. Zach Greinke definitely looking good right now. He's Six in my eyes in the Cy Young Award race, but he's still looking good right now. So I believe he's going to definitely try to up his up his eyes when it comes down to the Cy Young Award. Um, this is where this is probably my upset. I know, I know he's saying he picks Dodgers on this one. I'm going to go Rockies on this one. Okay. The reason why I go Rockies. The reason why I go Rockies. It's Sunday. Sunday, if you've seen the pattern, a lot of late games on Sunday, there's always at least one or two upsets. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna make the oh, Rockies I think the get upset. I think the Rockies will be the ones upsetting because um Urias, the one who's gonna be their pitcher, he's had games where he's allowed three or more runs at times. And if their batting doesn't save them, they, they take the loss. So I think that he may struggle against the Rockies batters on this game. Okay. Um, I still I got uh, Seattle being the Royals. Seattle's bringing out one of their best pitchers, and Marco Gonzalez. He's been on a he's been on he's been consistently looking better. Definitely in the past month, he's he's definitely turned it around. I like him in this one, and of course, this is the one time I feel this is the one game out of all the games I feel very confident in my boys, the Yankees. This is a, this is the game I feel confident. They're taking on. They're Whoa. They got they're facing the athletics. Blackburn, who was pretty much pretty much someone who was a pretty much a reliever pitcher who is now gonna have to start because Chris Bassett is on the injury list. So Blackburn has to start. Montgomery has been on a roll lately. We got the hitters, we got everyone ready. Sunday, 
Oh yeah, I think well, I think Yankees about to blow them out the water. So I'm going Yankees, especially because it's on ESPN. Yankees, prime time. Woo! Some some about prime time Yankees and the way they're playing right now. And you got and you get the other team using the relief pitcher. Some tells me about the home run city. Then the then the primetime Yankees lose the um Dream of Fields game. Uh oh. And what happens is then, bro? And, and what happens is then, bro? Twelve game winning streak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought, yeah, think about that. Twelve games as you are. I remember games. when I picked the Yankees to win a game and they lost twenty one hey. to two. Hey, that means you, that. Hey, that means you must not. It. Hey, you must not have done it recently, because like I said, twelve game winning streak. Hey, I never want to feel that pain again. <laughs> All right, man. Do you have anything else you want to discuss? Oh, tell them. Um, you know, it's more to baseball than just you know doing the money lines. You know, you got one of Drew's favorite things now: strikeouts, pitcher strikeouts. That's a good one. Yeah, with pitcher strikeouts, you're pretty much looking at, depending on who they're facing, um, you're looking at the pretty much – it's something you do research on. You have to see these trends of these pitchers. Um, also see how they face certain teams who have hitters, who don't have – who have medium hitters. It all depends on the roster as well. Um, you don't want to do all over when it comes to strikeouts because it, most of the time – only half of the half of those will hit. Some will be under. So you sometimes want to do a mix of it. Um, so yeah, definitely always pay attention to the trends when you're doing. If you're going to do strikeouts, if you're doing home runs, you want to do it as a. You want to make sure when you're picking a home run that one it's a stadium that is home run friendly, like um, in Colorado. Don't want to do one that's like the one in Boston. Not that not that much home run friendly. Um, if you want to do something when it goes to hits, you want to make sure it's against a pitcher who allows a lot of hits, not someone who allows more, not someone who allows as many hits as they do innings, because that means they're not going to have that many hits. So you want to have someone who's like the fourth, fifth, or relief, or sixth pitcher on their rotation when it comes down to allowing hits, because they are the ones who are not as efficient as their top three aces. So that's pretty much my advice in regards to those type of trends on baseball tickets. And when you're looking for the strikeouts for the people that don't watch baseball like that, you're going looking on strikeouts. You're trying to find the e like what it means. K means strikeout basically. So you want to look at what their K's is. Like right now, I'm looking. I, um, I put in a strikeout list. And I needed Atkins. I don't know how many I needed Atkins to you. But he got six Ks. He needed six. He needed six? He needed well, six. Well, on one of them, I put over 4.5. He got six. So he covered that one. Yeah, on one of them, I put over 4.5. So he got that one. But if he needed six, then it just voids out. Yeah, if you, if, if you, the the good thing is that these strikeouts they will do the point five. So that if you don't feel as confident in these over or unders, they're also on the on their strikeouts. They'll have the pitcher's name with strikeouts. They you can get you can put how many strikeouts you believe they'll get in the game. 
They have the option to start at three, then it goes to four, five, so on and so forth. When it says the four plus, even if it hits the four, you'll still get it because that, for the ticket. So you can also do those if you want to start off with it. Sometimes it's easier to do those if you have nothing. If you have a lot of aces during that day, because the fact is most of those aces will get at least six or more strikeouts in a game. So you at least put six or seven. Um, plus on each one of those, and you'll most of the time you'll hit on those. So that's my advice. Nope, because right now I'm I'm waiting till all the aces come back. A lot of them are injured, like I told you. A lot of them have injuries right now, so it's harder. It's harder right now in regards to strikeouts because a lot of them are most mostly getting hit. All uh, right, that I want to thank all- team run. Oh man! Oh, you—that's that's your expertise. That's your expertise. Go ahead and yeah. So okay, look, guys, team runs. It's easy, but it's not easy at the same time. It's not. What you want to? What team runs is basically you can tell. So say if I said the Orioles, it says Orioles will need to score over five runs. So if you find a team that you know can score, like today, I picked the Orioles over five because they just beat the Angels eight to. It was eight to zero, something like that yesterday. Eight to one. Today they scored thirteen runs, so they covered for me. I needed five. You can you gotta find a team that's who's on a hitting streak right now. Who's on a hitting streak? Who they going against? How good is that pitcher against uh, that they're going against? All that plays a part. Because let's say if it says over three runs, if that team you not gonna hit well, you can do over three runs. That's free money right there. In reality, that's free money. So you can say the Dodgers over four sometimes. It depends on the day for the Dodgers. But sometimes they 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 most of the time they will cover over four, even over five. So it's just finding them high scoring teams and just picking them. That's my advice. All right. I'd like to thank all the listeners for joining us today. If you have any questions or any fancy topics um in regards to betting, anything like that, just to discuss, submit them on the website, startofanair.com. Um, Bryson, he said, find him on Twitter, Be From The Sea. Um, you can also find him on YouTube as well, Be From The Sea. Um, so the next, in the, our next two episodes, because we're going to break it down, because we know it's going to be a lot of content next next time. We're going to have one in regards to NFL Week 1. Then we're going to have another one with college football with our with our baseball picks. So there's going to be two different episodes next coming out next week, one for NFL, one for college football and baseball. Our parlays for the over the weekend. So, listeners, please rate, review, and podcast. And we'll be back soon to bless your ears again. Have a good one. Have a great one. Peace.